0: back to another episode of Apex Mountain. I am all alone this week. This starts the hiatus for Tanner. He is packing up all of his things, moving a state over, and uh, takes a lot of work. And he doesn't have time to watch Blake Lively's movies with me. So I am doing solo here and in the foreseeable future. I may have some guests on to kind of spice things up, so I'm not talking to myself for 20 minutes a week. But um, the show goes on. So this week, um, I know that I brought up on... Last week's episode, that I wanted to watch the rhythm section, and frankly, I still do. <laughs> the problem is, you can't find it anywhere except for renting it for five bucks or four bucks on Amazon. And I don't really want to spend the four dollars. It's not on a streaming service, and that's um, just not good enough for me. So I looked around, couldn't find it. Uh, so I went with The Shallows. It's the only other Blake Lively movie that I was familiar with um, before doing these last two weeks on her. Um, I knew what it was about vaguely, uh, didn't know every detail to the movie, um, so I thought it would be a good pick. I knew it was a little bit more famous than the others, I think it came out around the time that that uh, young girl had lost her leg, and that was based on a true story, so I thought maybe this was kind of a knockoff of that, and I suppose in a way it is, but um, I figured it would be enjoyable, and it was enjoyable, so without further ado, The Shallows <laughs> Okay, The Shallows. This is going to be probably a pretty short episode because, for anybody who has seen the movie, Blake Lively is essentially on the screen by herself for an hour and a half. There are a couple extras. She gets drove in by an extra who comes in kind of later and saves the day in a way. Um, you meet a kid that shows up later as well, and then there's some extras that are you know kind of around as prey for the shark. Um, but for the most part, it's all her and just animals, which is interesting. Um so uh, I guess we'll start there and maybe in there with Blake Lively. she is really really good in this. she looks fantastic um, she is playing the part really well. she seems um, dehydrated when she's supposed to she the visual arts uh, department um, is doing a great job with the CGI and stuff of like the crab that she eats and uh, the, the beached whale and shark looks great all that stuff looks really good and she she looks really good in the in the movie as well um i really like how the premise kind of continues to ramp up you know she gets here there's some loose plot about her family and she goes to this beach because her now deceased mom went there and she wants to you know just ride the surf that her mom did while she tries to figure out what she's doing with her life she was going to school for nursing and um, she's maybe deciding not to do that anymore. Her dad's obviously pushing her to continue that, um, because, you know, you don't want to waste an opportunity and you got to do something with your life and blah, 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 but she's just not quite ready to move on after losing her mom. So she goes to this beach and she wants to ride the waves and she wants to know what the beach is called. Of course, no one will tell her what the beach is called. I'm sure it has something to do with the massive fucking shark that tries to kill her in a minute, but no one tells her. Uh, she goes on uh she brings her own stuff she's there by herself she was gonna uh surf with a friend but her friend uh, got drunk the day before and then wanted to stay back and hook up with a dude i don't really know i don't know why she was added i guess just to um kind of let the audience in on like maybe she wouldn't necessarily go alone i don't know it's kind of pointless to me she seems independent enough that she would have went either way even if her friend didn't go with her so regardless um, she goes and surfs. Obviously, she's a great surfer. I read in the trivia that she is not a great surfer in real life. They actually have a double, but I was really impressed by the double because it really does look like her. I really couldn't tell the parts that were and weren't her. I kind of thought that, you know, maybe she did surf um, and had some experience surfing and they just kind of embellished around the corners to make her look professional, but actually she uh, she didn't do anything but paddle. Um, And that was impressive uh, directing and, uh, uh, you know, filmography because I really couldn't tell that well. But anyway, she surfs and there's two other guys that are out there surfing too and everybody's having fun. Well, of course, she stays out for one more wave when they go in. Well, you're not supposed to do that with big-ass sharks around because um, she waits too long for the next wave, kind of drifts too far out, and then is sitting as a sitting duck, if you will, no pun intended, right next to a reached whale so this whale uh, has been decaying for a while and it is like it's kind of guts are showing and there's red you know spots on top where the seagulls have been ripping it up and it's pretty gruesome um, I also saw in the trivia that in IMDB that it was partially styrofoam and partially CGI which is a really weird I don't know how that works I'm not sure if the CGI is just kind of an outline so the computer can pick it up and make it look realistic I don't know I hope they Did something with that styrofoam and didn't just leave it in the ocean, but I'm sure they did something with it. Anyway, she gets too close to it, and of course there's blood in the water because there's a breach well. And that shark is hanging out. Why it doesn't just live off the whale until it's full, I'm not sure. It's waiting for other things to kill in the meantime. So she is too close. It tries to get her. It bites down on on her leg, which is just enough to really mess it up and make her bleed, but not bad enough that it you know, bites her leg off or anything like that, which is interesting because this shark uh, rips things in half pretty indiscriminately the whole movie and is really awesome, awesomely over-the-top B-movie style on its strength and ability. But yet when it bites her, it just, you know, sinks its teeth in and lets go. So, yeah, take that for what you will. But she is hurt and she finds, um, you know, a, a kind of a reef that comes up at low tide that she can get on top of. She gets on top of this uh, reef, and she's just kind of waiting it out in the night. She uh, thinks that maybe she can swim back, but it's like 200 yards away, and as soon as her blood gets back into the water, that shark's coming after her. So she kind of waits it out, see what's going to happen. She's hoping she can flag somebody down or something can happen. In the meantime, she meets a seagull, which I think is called uh, Stephen Seagull (laughs) Seagull. I don't don't know. I think he's kind of a dickhead in real life, so I'm not going to give too much credence to that, but... In the trivia, it does come up several times, and I think even in the credits of the movie, it is called Steven Seagal, but it's, you know, Seagal, whatever. So that one's actually cute. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of an attitude, and it wants to survive like her, but they do seem to be kind of buddies. And uh, to skip to the end really quick, she leaves, and she's happy she survived and all that, but she leaves her little Seagull friend behind, and that's sad. I think I would, even in my delirious, almost dead self, I would be like, uh, bring that bird with me. I think I want to bring that bird home because of all the trauma we've had together. But anyway, she gets on this low tide and she's with this bird, um, and then she decides she's going to try to eat a crab uh, because she hasn't eaten in a day and she's you know doesn't want to starve. So she finds this uh, CGI crab and uh, she smashes it and she tries to she puts it in her mouth and chews on it and she kind of gags it back up because it's gross. Well, the trivia, which I don't know how true this is, but there is there is. Uh, Um, quotes in the trivia from the director that says that they weren't allowed to harm any crabs in the making of this film obviously like you can't kill anything for the sake of a movie so she didn't crush a crab because that would you know break the rules but she did put a lot she did put a like a raw crab in her mouth and you're kind of thinking like well you normally buy those like alive and then kill them right before you eat them so like how did that how does that work well (laughs) apparently and according to the director in the trivia on INDb he had uh, people on his crew walk the beach in the morning and look for freshly dead crabs every morning. And the one she put in her ha- in her mouth, allegedly, is a freshly dead crab they found in the wild, which is just psychotic because who are these crew members that would or wouldn't know what's a good one to throw in your mouth, how freshly dead it is? It's just psychotic. Like, the only way that that would really work out for Blake Lively not to, like, eat a diseased uh, you know, poisonous perhaps crab would be to know if you killed it right then and there. So to me, he's just saying that to kind of keep everybody off of his back, but in reality, they killed one right before she put it in her mouth because honestly, it's kind of ridiculous to do anything else. But anyway, the legend is that uh, they had found that already dead and they gave it to her and then she chewed it up to be authentically grossed out, which uh, that's bold. That is something I would definitely not do. That is crazy. <clears throat> So anyway, she does that. That's a fun part. And then uh, there's a drunk guy that's trying to steal her shit. Um, and she ta- he takes his, her phone and takes off some of her valuables. And then she he notices there's a surfboard about 100 yards out in the water. So this guy, I'm, I'm assuming we're supposed to believe he'd do this because he's drunk, because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. But he decides to go out into the water to go get that surfboard to sell it to, I presume. And he gets out there, and he's barely being able to swim because he's drunk. And uh, he's kind of fledgling around. He finally gets a surfboard. And he's about to turn around, and then our shark buddy comes up and just annihilates him, which is pretty awesome. And that's like the first tick of uh, tension because before it's just like a regular shark. Like I said, it just stinks its teeth into her leg. It's not the end of the world necessarily. She's pretty fucked up, but you know, it seems like a realistic shark. At this point, we're passing the line of realism where it's wanting to kill any moving object in the ocean, it has nothing to do with its level of hunger or it's motivation if you're out there it's killing you so that's great he gets killed but who cares because he's just a thief right well then the two guys that come back that she was that they come back in the morning that she had been surfing with that night and they both jump in the water with her um they're out there just to surf and they don't even see her at first but they're they're you know they're getting in there and she's trying to wave them down to 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 not get in the water go away and they're like oh she needs our help so they you know Trying to be helpful, go towards her, and uh, the shark fucks both of them up real bad. Breaks their boards in half, kills them. One guy I think is chopped in half, and now we're in pure beautiful B movie territory here. Um, Both the guys get killed, but one guy, of course, he's got he's got the camera on top of his helmet that he was wearing the night before, and also that morning. And she's like, "Oh, camera. You know, I I I don't see how this will help me survive, but you know, maybe I can, you know, put out a little video for help, throw it back to the Beach, somebody sees it, you never know, kind of thing. Fair enough. And and uh she wants to get this guy's attention, hurry up, he can get on the he can get on the uh rock with her. Well, the the shark comes around and kills him right on time, right when she's trying to help him on top of the rock. Close but no cigar, but his helmet falls off of his head when he gets completely eradicated by this shark. So she gets a hold of it. She tells a very uh nice sad story about how she loves her parents and her and her sister and how she's ready to come home and you know classic kind of scary movie thing she throws it whatever well she's like half dead on this rock trying to figure out how she's going to get around and in the meantime that helmet does get to shore and a kid watches it uh, and he goes and takes it back to somebody you don't know who turns out to be the driver that brought her there that last night but anyway in the meantime that night she's fighting uh, this high tide that's coming in she's got to leave the rock eventually she can't stay where she's at yeah, so she's trying to figure out which way to go. She sees a little light buoy that's about 30, 40 yards away instead of 200 yards away for the beach. So she figures out this shark's route because of naturally sharks go the same route over and over again forever. She gets the way. He's the furthest away he can be, and then she gets there just in time to get on the buoy. She gets on top of the buoy, and this is when the shark becomes fucking awesome because now it's not even breaking. It's breaking all rules because now it's offended. It doesn't fucking like her. So he's just going to do whatever. So now he's taking his teeth and breaking chains and trying to rip apart the entire buoy, steel buoy, just to get to her. It, it doesn't matter to him anymore. It's about revenge, shark revenge. So he does that. She's about to, she's she's about falls off several times, but she can manage to kind of get on top of what, She can to not get killed. And she notices there's a box that has flare guns in it. Um, Well, this flare gun, um, she shoots at it a few times, which just pisses it off more. And it's trying to kill her, trying to kill her, trying to kill her. And then the last shot of the flare gun, she shoots it. It really gets pissed off about that. And uh, she times it right to where it'll bite the right things. And then she swims down uh, to where there's like spikes and coral and shit and uh, concrete that was holding that buoy in place. And she float she like kinda of floats down to that. And there's like this pulley system where like it comes down and gets her and then she can release tension and fly up out of its way and regardless it misses her, runs full blast into a bunch of steel beams and basically kills itself by ramming into these steel beams that cut through its head and its body and stuff. So she kills like this cartoon shark basically that by the end all it wanted was blood and vengeance, which you gotta love because about the about the 45 minute mark this movie started to get a little crazy and then by then it's like you can't help but love it classic b movie stuff so um, super fun super fun ending and then after that it doesn't really matter anymore does it it's just kind of like you know she gets she it dies she gets back on the beach she's saved by the a handsome driver that brought her there the evening before um, and then she can go back home to her family and then she she does meet with her family and right before the credits you see her go out to fish again or go out to Uh, surf again about a year later with her sister and she's been reunited with her sister and her dad and she she understands uh, the Vin Diesel uh, thing of Mephilia so uh, we're all good there so happy ending to an otherwise fucking crazy movie Um, I actually did enjoy it Um, I probably wouldn't be throwing it on anytime soon just because it's kind of an experiential B movie where um, other than a couple of fun scenes um, it's mostly lead up and stuff that you only really need to see once so Um, But it was a really fun performance by her, um, especially since, you know, the movie that we did last week was so different as far as, like, what's asked of her. She's kind of, like I said in that last week's review, that she's almost like Rose from Titanic, where um, she's trying to play, like, this old lady part, this wise old lady part. But at the same time, she's trying to, uh, you know, still be young and beautiful, and it's a very weird, thin line for for her to ride. And she does pretty well in that movie, I feel like. She's definitely the best part of the movie, other than some Harrison Ford and in this movie, it's uh, uh, it's asking something totally different from her. She's the only person on the screen. She's supposed to be young, young and beautiful, obviously, um, you know, in bikini and that kind of thing. But a lot of it is survival-based, and her looking hurt and tired and dehydrated. And I feel like I feel like she's a polar opposite in this movie of what she was in The Age of Adeline, And um, you got to you got to really uh, you know give her credit for that. She said in trivia, in the trivia somewhere, in one of her interviews that uh, she wanted to do this movie after watching that. I can't remember what the movie's called. Um, it's got, uh, you know, her husband, Ryan Reynolds, uh, is, is like buried alive in it. And uh, most of that movie is completely just him. Um, and she said it was really hard on him as, as an actor. It was a very interesting, um, you know, kind of experience. And she wanted to make a movie like that after after watching him make that movie. So, um, yeah, I think she did that. And this, this kind of in a weird way really shows her range. And like Tanner and I said last week, it kind of sucks that, You know, she hasn't been a little bit more picky as far as movies go because she's a really talented actress, a really successful person. Maybe she doesn't have the time uh, to allocate towards, you know, a higher end, you know, a a director and, you know, go through the whole uh, the whole world that is being in a movie like that. It takes like your whole year away from you And with all of her nonprofits and all of her political uh, affiliations and things. She may just not have that time to allocate to something that serious. I mean, fair enough. Do whatever you want to do, but uh, she was really great, really great in these movies, and I'd really just love her to see in a, see her in like a Coen Brothers movie or somebody just be, uh, you know, held up by somebody that just knows a little bit more about what they're doing and uh, really making a great movie. So I'm still holding out hope that that happens at some point. But if all I get is B movies from her, I'll just keep watching B movies. Uh, My opinion of this movie, I'm going to give it a six point three. super unoffensive movie really enjoy it there's nothing wrong with the movie at all I just simply uh, can't give too high of a score to a boilerplate movie like a shark a shark attack kind of movie so um, acting ability she's the only person in this movie she's great in it it does make me want more from her so I'm not going to give her a bad score I'm going to give her a 6.7 and rewatch ability I do think as much as I like this movie um, I'm not going to come back to it and it's a totality ever again um, I, may wa- I may look it up as a reference point in the future and watch stuff on YouTube just because there are some fun moments, especially once the shark really gains a personality towards the end. Um, it's very fun and very B-movie-like. So um, I'll definitely be watching something like that. But as far as rewatchability for the entire movie, um, there's really not a lot there to talk you into doing that, except for the length of the movie. I think it's right around an hour and a half, which you really can't beat that. So I'm going to go with a 5.2. This movie comes out to a 6.1, which I feel like is very fair, very fitting for the movie. It is tied with Law-Abiding Citizen, The Untouchables, Gettysburg, Cheaper by the Dozen*, and Year One. Honestly, that's a really great place for that. Uh, all those movies are kind of good in one particular way, but are uh, you know definitely not high-level movies. I think probably the most regarded of those movies is The Untouchables, which is a movie I particularly don't like and why. It is as low as it is. It is 0.2 above Kingpin and 0.1 below Gravity, Sin City, and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Apex Mountain. Um, this was as obviously a solo episode and will be in the foreseeable future. If there is any uh, movies that you want uh, me to review or you want me and Tanner to review at a later date, Uh, let me know. Any guests, that kind of thing, uh, let me know and we will get on that. The best way to reach me is apexmountainpod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and see you guys next week. Bye!